Hi, this is Chris. And this is Elmi. And we know something about astrology. I'm a Sagittarius. Elmi is a Scorpio. Today is Saturday, July 24th, and this is for the week of July 24th through the 30th. We just had a full moon. Elmi, mm-hmm. how was that full moon for you? Uh, I think it was fine. You know, it was a lot, but it was fine. Yeah, this was a uh, intense one. We had Leo, the Leo sun going up against the Aquarius moon, and we're going to be feeling this for the next few days for sure. And we do have another full moon that's also going to happen when the moon is in Aquarius on August 22nd. So things that came up from this particular full moon, the story might continue over the next handful of weeks until the next full moon, which is also going to be in Aquarius. With a full moon in Aquarius, the focus can be on friendships, partnerships, humanitarian efforts, all that fun Aquarius stuff. Uh, The full moon was exact last night at 7.37 p.m. Pacific. The sun was at one degree Leo and the moon was at one degree Aquarius. So if you have planets that that are in the fixed signs, the fixed signs are Scorpio, Taurus, Aquarius, Leo. And if you have those in the early degrees, you might be feeling this full moon a little bit stronger. Uh, Almy, for example, I took a look at Almy's chart. Almy has the sun at one degree Scorpio. So with the moon and the sun last night being at one degrees also, Almy had the Leo sun forming a perfect square with her Scorpio sun, and she also had the Aquarius moon forming a perfect square with her Scorpio sun. So uh, we'll see what happens for Almy this week, but there could be some interesting stuff, and I'm actually a little excited for you because while squares can cause friction and difficulty, they can also open up new avenues and new opportunities. So we'll Mm. see what comes this week for Elmi. The sun entered Leo on Thursday, July 22nd, and the sun will stay in Leo until August 22nd. The sun is in its home sign when it's in Leo, and planets revolve around the sun, with the exception of uh, Jupiter, which technically does not orbit the sun, but the other planets do uh, orbit the sun. So no wonder Leo energy thinks it's the center of attention. Mm -hmm. We're saying goodbye to cancer season, and I'm not going to say the sun leaving cancer is going to be good for cardinal signs. I'm actually going to say it's going to be great for cardinal signs. So Capricorn, Libra, and Aries, if you've had a rough go of it the last handful of weeks, hopefully you will feel some of that tension lift. Mm. And all those strong emotions you might have been feeling during cancer that you weren't sure what to do with are perhaps about to be unleashed now that we're in Leo. Leo says to cancer, cancer, I can take these feelings you've been experiencing and I can articulate them for you in the form of creativity, be it art, music, film, or in the form of highly opinionated tweets. As we leave cancer season, I would like to say thank you to cancer for your kindness, your thoughtfulness, your empathy, empathy, that's a word, your empathy, your devotion to family. And thank you, cancer, for the reminder that it is okay to feel things. It's okay to feel emotions. It's okay to be vulnerable 
at times. Mm -hmm. I spent a decent amount of time feeling vulnerable during this uh, past cancer season, uh, a decent amount of time with my face down on my bed saying, when is this going to end? That's the good thing about astrology. You kind of know when these moods are going to lift. I can mm. look at my handy-duty astrology day planner and say, well, we're entering Leo yeah. on July 22nd, so I'm going to feel a little more fired up by then. Yeah. And uh, the past few days, for me at least personally, have been better. Uh, another thing to keep in mind with this cancer season, especially if it was a difficult one for you, is that cancer right now has a lot of Pluto energy attached to it. Pluto is very active right now, and technically Pluto is in Capricorn. Pluto is not in Cancer. It's mm -hmm. in Capricorn. It's been there since 2008. But Capricorn and Cancer energy oppose. So when the sun is in Cancer, like it was the last few weeks, it forms an opposition to Pluto. So the sun, which is like our ego, it's our heart, um, is opposing Pluto, which is like the establishment, absolute power, uh, a certain amount of darkness. Um, so there might have been, and especially, you know, this this extra darkness uh, attached to this particular cancer season because of this Pluto element. Mm. So anytime we're dealing with cancer, whether the moon's in cancer, we're going to be triggering this Pluto opposition. And already cancer energy can feel kind of vulnerable and then you add in this heavy Pluto energy to the mix, and it just kind of sucks because Pluto energy makes you feel like everything needs to be figured out right now. It just puts all this pressure on you. And uh, we've kind of been observing certain celebrities the last couple of weeks who have been dealing with this Pluto energy whether they're aware of it or not. Mm. Uh, one of those is Britney Spears. Almy and I, I think, Almy, it's safe to say you're a Britney Spears fan. <laughs> yeah. I know I am. And Britney Spears is dealing with a Pluto square right now in addition to you know all the BS she's dealing with with her family and the conservatorship. But part of what's going on is that she's around 40 years old. And around the time we're 40, Pluto forms a square with our natal Pluto. What that means is there's going to be tension. There's going to be fighting back, fighting the powers that be, all that stuff. Britney's Pluto square was actually exact last week. Uh, she was posting some stuff on Instagram uh, where she was uh, saying, like, you know, in no uncertain terms, she was not very pleased with her family. And I noticed it was happening right around the time of her Pluto square. She was born with Pluto at 25 degrees Libra, mm. and Pluto is currently at 25 degrees Capricorn. So when you have that power struggle within you, it's going to come out in the form of like, who's in charge of my life? Am I in charge? Are other people in charge? How do I feel about it? Mm. Um, another person that we uh, we enjoy his show, Tarek El Musso. Am I saying that right, Elmi? Yes. Um, and again, these are real people. I'm not uh, trying to make fun of anyone or tease anyone. Uh, life is difficult. Life is tricky. When you're trying to do a TV show with your ex-spouse, that's got to be tough. Yeah. Um, but Tarek had a little bit of a blow up on set last week. Is that fair to say, Elmi? Yes. This is from the show Flipper Flop that's on HGTV. It's a home renovation show with Tarek El Musa and his now ex-wife, Christina. Yeah. And... Tarek was born with a Pluto-Mars square. When he was born, Pluto was at 22 degrees Libra. Mars was at 22 degrees Cancer. 
Pluto is the planet of absolute power. Mars is the planet of aggression. So Tarek was born with this drive, a very strong drive. And the sun, last Wednesday, the sun was at 22 degrees Cancer, and that's when he lost his cool. And I'm not sure if he was aware of it, but if he had known and saw mm -hmm. this coming, he probably would have called in sick that day, or he would have just stayed home because he was probably in a mood. Uh, and again, not even from, just an internal mood because of what the planets were doing. Um, so that particular day, he had a Sun-Mars conjunction. So the Sun and the Mars were perfectly in line in his chart, and they were firing him up big time. And then he also had a Pluto-Mars square that was exact. So he's already fired up to begin with. And then Pluto and Mars uh, butting heads. It's really easy to lose your temper. And again, that's part of the reason I use astrology is mm. to try to find these pressure points just within my own chart. Like this day, I might be really upset for like no reason in particular. And there's a chance I might like take it out on other people or whatever. And I'm like, well, I can see what the planets are doing. Maybe I'll just go see a movie instead. Mm. Or, you know, or I'll just go uh, take a very long walk mm. or I'll put my phone on do not disturb or, or that kind of stuff. So Anyway, Almy, um, this is good time as any to transition into the Ask a Scorpio segment of our show. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned at the top, Almy is a Scorpio. She's been a Scorpio her entire life. And every week, I like to ask Almy a question to get her Scorpio perspective on life. So, Cancer, we're saying goodbye to Cancer season. Cancer is the sign most associated with mothers and motherly energy. Mm. So, Almy, as a Scorpio, I want to ask you a question. Who is your favorite cartoon mother? And I'm going to give you two options. Okay. Is it Lois Griffin from Family Guy, or is it Marge from The Simpsons? It's Marge from The Simpsons. Cool. And if you were to speak as Marge Simpson, what do you think Marge Simpson would say to this particular cancer season we're saying goodbye to. Every Simpson dance now. Bump, 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 bump. Yeah, I think she'd probably say that too. I don't think you're far off there. So That was from the episode where um, Lisa wants to go to the dance or something or doesn't want to go. She's not sure if she wants to go to the dance and March says, you can stay here and have your own dance. And then she sings that 90s song and then Lisa says, I'll go. <laughs> cool. I, yeah. Um, I haven't seen a lot of Simpsons episodes. I've seen probably but... every episode, stopping at around... When did I stop watching The Simpsons? Because at this point, I think I've actually not been watching it longer than I've been watching it, just because oh. they've been on TV so long. Mm. And I feel like, for me, the golden years probably ended in the early 2000s. So at this point, I have not seen every episode, like not even close, but I've seen like the golden years, those episodes, probably multiple times, as any true 90s kid would, right? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So um, thank you, Almy, for watching the Golden Years <laughs> Simpsons episodes and for sharing your Scorpio perspective, as always. We appreciate oh, it. yeah. No, no problem. Okay. So uh, we do have a busy week astrologically, and it's potentially an explosive week as well. We're working with a lot of Leo energy right now, a lot of fire energy, and as we know, we are going through a time on this planet where there's a decent amount of confusion and there are a lot of ticked off people, even more than normal. You know? mm. um, planet Mercury is going to enter Leo on Thursday, July 27th. So next week, we're going to have the Sun, Mercury and Mars all in Leo. And with the Sun in Leo over the next four weeks, 
in addition to taking a lot of selfies, it's a mm-hmm. good time to work on your self-worth and your self-love. Mm. You know, Leo takes a lot of flack for being self-centered, but we do have to empower ourselves and take care of ourselves first yeah. before we can properly help others. And Leo reminds us of that. So if you've been beating yourself up recently, um, especially during this, what I thought was a particularly brutal cancer season, now it's okay to love yourself again. Hmm. We are leaving the ocean of emotion that is cancer, and we're entering the world of sex, drugs, and rock and roll that is Leo. The planet Jupiter is retrograde, and it will retrograde back into the sign of Aquarius on Wednesday, July 28th. Jupiter was in Aquarius from December 2020 to May of 2021. So issues from around those times in your life could come up again. Uh, Jupiter is going to stay in Aquarius for basically the rest of the year. It will not re-enter Pisces until December 29th. Mm. With Jupiter heading back into Aquarius, the planet of growth and expansion will once again be looking at the collective. What can we do as a society to help everyone out? And yes, COVID regulations, mask wearing will, uh, I mean, it's already in focus and emphasized, but it's going to be even more emphasized, believe it or not. And remember, you know, as we are journeying through the Aquarian age here, you know, Aquarius wants to help everyone and it wants to feed the homeless and it wants to provide computers for underprivileged children around the world. But Aquarius is very, very interested in technology. It's very interested in the future. So while we're hopefully helping each other more, there will also continue to be an emphasis on things like space travel and expansion beyond planet Earth. That Mm -hmm. is Aquarian energy. It's always going to have its eye on the future. It's always going to ask what is possible. And it will always have a variety of focuses or foci or whatever the plural for focus is. That's its job. That's what it brings to the zodiac. And it also does things in an unconventional way. So anyone who thinks they can predict how these changes are going to come, well, they know even less about astrology than me and Almy. At these, you know, at times these changes are going to come seemingly from out of the blue. And just as we continue to go through this, I always keep thinking of that Doc Brown line from Back to the Future when he says to Marty, roads, where we're going, we don't need roads. Mm -hmm. Thursday, July 29th, keep your eye on this day. We have the potential for combustion. Mars is changing signs that day. Uh, Mars has been in Leo. And Mars is the, you know, the day it changes signs, it can be particularly edgy, okay? It is the planet of aggression to begin with, and it's going to be leaving Leo for Virgo that day. And before it does, Mars is going to form an opposition to Jupiter. So we're going to have this fixed energy butting heads, Jupiter and Aquarius versus Mars and Leo. We've already have uh, currently Aquarius and Leo going at it in the form of this full moon or these two full full moons we're in between. Um, And where there is Leo energy, there's going to be theater. There's going to be drama, but we want Leo to be dramatic. We want Leo to show us the strength of the human spirit. Mick Jagger is a Leo, and we want Mick Jagger to be cocky and full of himself. I can't get no satisfaction sure sounds a lot better than I'm not sure how I feel about satisfaction. I get overwhelmed just thinking about it. There's my joke. Not funny. Happy early birthday to Mick Jagger, born July 26th. 
Um, but anyway, especially on Thursday and all this week, impulse control is going to be very important. You know, we might be especially fired up. We might be ready to burn some bridges, tell people what we really think about them. Uh, we also might be taking ourselves way too seriously. But Leo and Aquarius are going to be squaring off and Leo energy can be impulsive and Aquarius can also be impulsive. So if possible this week, remember the three P's. Patience, patience, patience. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, the planet Venus recently moved into Virgo. Uh, Venus entered Virgo on July 21st, where it's going to stay until August 15th. Venus is technically in its fall in Virgo. It doesn't necessarily function very well there. Uh, however, science is going to be attractive right now. Medicine, health, all those are Virgo things. Intelligence will be attractive again. Uh, Virgo is ruled by Mercury. It's all about mental energy. Uh, when Venus was in Leo, it was more like, you know, check out my cool car. Look how big my muscles are. Venus in Virgo says, check out my net worth. It's also a good time to fix things. I just fixed a door, or a cupboard door in our kitchen, mm -hmm. and it really changed our lives. Yeah. Or at least it made us feel like we had a sense of accomplishment. Mm -hmm. um, Virgo and Venus is very interested in work ethic, acts of service, and also being very particular about things. If you want to turn someone on when Venus is in Virgo, tell them, yeah, I work like 20 hours a day. It's pretty cool. <laughs> or say, yeah, I like never sleep. Or better yet... Yeah, I want a spelling bee when I was in high school. Mm. People will swoon. Um, Venus is in Virgo. You know, when Venus is in Virgo and also when the sun eventually enters Virgo, um, it should help with clearer communication as we continue to work through COVID and, and everything else with all these big changes in the world. Uh, with Virgo energy, there's less ego involved, less people getting banned from Twitter, and more straightforward information without the spin and without the showiness that Leo can bring to the table. It's less professional wrestling and more Dr. Fauci. Uh, I think you get the idea. Um, but watch out also for being overly critical while Virgo or Venus is in Virgo because Virgo energy tends to be critical and to criticize. And we have a lot of sensitive Pisceans out there right now. Uh, this week, uh, we'll take a quick look at what the moon's doing. And then we actually have a special guest this week that we're excited to uh, mm -hmm. tell you about. Um, but real quick, this week might kind of get off to a slow start. The moon's going to be in Pisces on Monday, July 26th, which is also Mick Jagger's birthday. Mm. Our Monday might feel especially groggy. Um, but at least Monday and Tuesday, I wouldn't say there's any major astrological weather the pisces moon will do its usual thing where it may you know might make us want to daydream more than work uh there might be a confusing scenario or two that we need to deal with but um overall nothing especially unpleasant the energy level will definitely ramp up on wednesday july 28th when the moon goes into aries and gives us all an adrenaline boost wednesday is also the day jupiter will re-enter Aquarius. So look for big announcements around vaccines and mask requirements on Wednesday. Thursday, July 29th is the day for a potential battle royale with Mars opposing Jupiter, Mars changing signs from Leo to Virgo, and the moon being in Aries. As we know, an Aries moon is always up for a good scrum. Mm -hmm. I, I really wanted to use the word scrum. I'm glad mm -hmm. I was able to get that in there. Plus, Venus being in Virgo, as I mentioned, as I mentioned, is not going to be particularly helpful in smoothing over arguments or disagreements. So there's just a lot of potential Thursday for just... Ugh. 
Uh, early Friday, August 30th, and by that I mean early Friday, July 30th, the Aries moon will square Pluto and Capricorn, even more energy focused on power struggles and people trying to win at all costs. Friday afternoon, the moon will dip into Taurus, and the Taurus moon will want nothing to do with this Leo-Aquarius struggle and will promptly form squares with Mercury, the Sun, and Saturn before forming a conjunction with Aquarius. So, in a nutshell, this week might have a slow start, but Wednesday through Friday, hold on to your butts. Yeah. All right, we're going to try something new this week. Uh, we have a special guest with us, Laura Corman. Laura is a great friend of Elmi's, and I'd say she's a great friend of mine too now. Mm. And Laura's been a longtime listener of our podcast, and by that I mean she's listened to it you know, in the year and a half that we've done it. Yeah. And uh, we're excited to have Laura on the show. So, Laura, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you for being a regular listener of the show. Yay, Laura. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I am so honored to be your first guest, especially being a Capricorn. I am flattered. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And that actually probably brings us to our first question for you, right? Yeah. Thank you for being our first guest. Thank you for being a Capricorn. <laughs> and Laura, I guess my question would be, it's a two-parter. But what would you say is the most Capricorn thing about you? And what is the least Capricorn thing about you, if that makes any sense? Yes, it does. Um, so, the, I mean, first of all, I should state that I do not like being a Capricorn. And mm. I would love if you or you guys or someone posts a poll about um you know how Libras love being Libras, but yeah. how Capricorns hate being Capricorns. Because yeah. I just Ooh. would be interested to find out about other Capricorns. Um, it's, I mean, the most boring sign is the Zodiac. So, like, no one really wants to be the hall monitor or, like, the evil curmudgeon guy from It's a Wonderful <laughs> Life. Um, but, you know, I feel like I'm more, so the least like Capricorn is like a more imaginative and emotional, yes. like spicy, yes, like yeah, emotional intelligence, you know, for sure. But according to Chris, that's because my moon is in the twelfth house. Yeah, and you um, have uh, Mars in Pisces too, right? Yeah, exactly. So I must be a spiritual goddess or something. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> are. <laughs> um, the most like Capricorn, I do relate to it in some ways. I'm a workaholic for sure. Mm. I like climbing ladders. Um, and I am so uncomfortable. I mean, everyone's uncomfortable with uncertainty, but like, I hate not having control Mm. over anything. Um, Tommy knows I've just started dating a Libra and he's like, awesome that he's a Libra, but he's cool with the uncertainty, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, Mm -hmm. I'm not. Yeah. So (laughs) I need plans. I need dates and I need concrete goals. Yes, you need a schedule. Yeah, that's the that's the Saturn talking for sure. You're ruling planet of Saturn, love structure, and um, like you said, very detail oriented, and uh, prefers certainty to uncertainty for sure. Mm-hmm. But you know, Almy and I just went to Disneyland, so that proves that Scorpios and Capricorns can have a little fun. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. At Disneyland's like the great equalizer, right? <laughs> Uniting Capricorns and Sag- and, and uh, Scorpios, that's Disney for you. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Am I allowed to ask Chris um, Please. a segment for 
ask a Sagittarius. So, Chris, as yes. you mentioned, you're a Sagittarius. I am. You've been a Sagittarius your whole life. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, my question for you is, what's your favorite sign and why? Ooh. Uh, my favorite sign of the Zodiac. Well, as a Sagittarius, and as a Sagittarius, you know, the way I'm wired, my favorite sign is Scorpio. What? Yeah, because... Wow. <laughs> I know, right? Shocker. I, I'm surprised. I think yeah. they're the most interesting sign of the Zodiac. And, and again, all signs of the Zodiac are very interesting. I'm yes. not saying one's more important or more interesting than any other. Um, but I find Scorpios to be very interesting. I think they have a lot of layers and a lot of depth to them. There's always something new to discover. And I like the challenge of trying to make a Scorpio laugh. I find that as a Sagittarius, if I can make a Scorpio laugh, I have done my job for the day. It's not always easy, but sometimes I do succeed. Yeah. That, that was so... I, Laura, thank you for asking that question. Yeah, oh, my God. Well, I mean, as a viewer, we do hear that sometimes you do get on me. Most of the time, you don't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. A lot of the times, I don't. <laughs> oh, my God. But I laughed right into the mic. I'm so sorry. Good thing Sagittarius is optimistic. I keep trying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So true. Well, is it Elmi is it sign ruled by um, Pluto? Yes. That's true. So that's, like, the farthest <laughs> yeah. entity in the universe our universe anyway so it is the most mysterious right yeah definitely there's still a lot about pluto we don't know um you know they've downgraded it where they're saying it's not a planet anymore i remember that but then then didn't they say no just kidding it is yeah right i I don't know where we're at with uh with pluto there's still a lot going on there and i think we'll discover other planets eventually past pluto as well i don't think pluto is the be all Mm. end all I think with the technology we have at the moment, that's as far as we can see. But eventually, we're going to find other ones, too. And uh, hopefully, they're less intense than Pluto, but who knows? Wow. And then we won't know what signs they um, go with, either. Yeah, they'll have to do another uh, realignment. Because, you know, before, like, Pluto, Uranus, and Neptune were discovered... You know, we had multiple signs sharing the same planet. You know, you had Pisces and Sagittarius sharing Jupiter. And then Neptune comes along and they said, we're going to give this one to Pisces. Or you had uh, Aries and Scorpio sharing Mars. And then Pluto comes along and says, you know, we'll give Scorpio to Pluto. So um, there could be additional planets. We'll find there has been talk about another sign, you know, that sign that's in between Scorpio and Sag, the one that uh, supposedly I am. I can never remember the name of it. Yeah, but I think we'll potentially discover other signs, other, um, you know, just the whole the way uh, time works, you know, that can that's always subject to change. Who knows? We've got this 365 day thing, 12 months thing. Those numbers are subject to change. I don't know. Mm. I don't know where we're going. No one does. (laughs) Yeah. Venus is ruled, is that the only one that's ruled by two signs right now? There you go. Yeah, Venus is uh, has Libra and Taurus. So why not have another planet and assign Taurus or Libra to the new planet? Yeah, that's one that's out there. And Mercury. Mercury has uh, Gemini and Virgo. So mm. you could split Gemini oh. and Virgo up and give them a new planet too. So uh, okay. there's more out there, that's for sure. Wow. Laura, you could host this podcast. Like, if one of us ever, like, needs to take a day off, like, you know your stuff. So, like, what is it about astrology that you, that draws you to it, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I think, well, I don't know if the viewers know, but Almi and I have been friends since the eighth grade. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And I feel like, 
you know, that was just a few years ago. So um, <laughs> right. it's been really recent. But <laughs> just in the last year, I feel like we bonded a, like a lot more than ever because of our like spiritual journeys. And yes. Maybe weird as that sounds. No, I totally agree with you. COVID and like your podcast helped me so much just kind of delve into that other world of energy and energy that surrounds us at all times and to like stop and reflect and look around us and and everything that surrounds us in nature and I feel like with that you know astrology is a huge part of it because of all of the different signs representing different parts of our personalities Mm, yes Um, and I always, I talk to Almy and Chris about this, and I don't think they'll do it, so maybe one of your viewers will do it, but <laughs> someone has to make a screenplay where they are kind of haunted every day by different um, uh, people of the Zodiac, like each person represents <laughs> a different <laughs> sign that right. kind of comes and interferes and sort of molds what they're doing during the day, you know, depending on the energy. Um, <laughs> I don't know, sort of like odyssey but with um set of great gods just astrology sign Ooh, so, love it you know I mean? kind of yeah, like like a weird inside out where it's uh ruled by astrology i, I see where you're going with that yeah, yeah i love it leo is ruled by the sun am i right yeah it is that's not really fair like why <laughs> is leo to be ruled by the sun and cancer gets to be ruled by the moon when I mean I know we have all the signs in our chart, but everyone defines you by your sun sign, and I just mm-hmm. don't think that's fair. Leo's, you know, you're too cool. It's not fair. Yeah, I mean that's one of the reasons that Leos, you know, have that little more you know, that kind of pizzazz about them, or feel that they are the star of the show, or that life does revolve around them. Because in a way it does. Uh, the <laughs> planets revolve around the sun. Yeah. So that's why Leo has that kind of underlying thing where they should, you know, where they are deserving of these accolades and this attention. And, yeah, um, it's called main character syndrome, <laughs> where you believe that you're the main character. I feel like that, no, no diss towards Leos, but I kind of get why they would think that they are the main character because you just said it. The earth revolves around the sun yeah. and that's their, you know, I mean, that's, that's wild. I never thought about that, Laura. Thank you for bringing that up. I also do feel like Aquarius has that syndrome too. Maybe that's just me. No, Aquarius, definitely. They're very bold, right? Like they live on their own terms. I mean, yeah, right? I mean Aquarius does their own thing. They they aren't necessarily rule breakers, but they just aren't as interested in the rules as yes. other signs. Yes. And again, not necessarily in a rebellious way. Right. They're just they look at it and they're like, eh, this isn't for me. I kind of already know internally what I want to do, and I'm just going to go do that instead. Yeah, I kind of yeah. admire that, you know. But um, but yeah, I mean, Leo and Aquarius do oppose. Uh, Leo is more interested in the self and self-development. Aquarius is uh, more interested in the group and taking care of everyone and looking at the bigger picture. But Where does that lead us, like, for today when they're opposing with the sun and the moon? Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a push and pull right now between what's right for the individual and what's right for the group. And... Um, you know, we're heading towards the Aquarian age or we're already in it, depending on who you ask. And then once Pluto goes into Aquarius in a few years, all this Aquarian energy is really going to kick in big time. Mm. 
I think right. any Leo Aquarius stress we have between now and then, it's just going to be that that fear that some people have that they're going to lose their individuality as we move further into the Aquarian age because Leo mm. needs to differentiate themselves. Otherwise, how do they know how awesome they are if they can't compare themselves to other people? Mm-hmm. Whereas Aquarius kind of wants to just kind of even the playing field kind of deal. So energies like Leo, energies like Aries aren't so much into that. The fire signs are not into that as much because they're not seeing right now how they're going to still be able to stand out. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm fascinated by the opposing signs. I'm still just kind of learning that. But I know that now when I'm in cancer season, it is very difficult for me. Oh, yeah. Lots of highs and lows for me this cancer season. Uh, I lost track of the amount of times I just threw myself down on the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Where I was just like, I just need some time to not think and to just bury myself in my pillows. But um, that's part of it is, too, though, is I can empathize more with cancers. I mean, presumably, this is what they're feeling mm. all the time. All the time. Oh no, it's God. like no wonder that they tend to be a little moody or they tend to be emotional or there's, they just have trouble feeling comfortable. I'm like, I get it. I'm feeling that right now. This is tough. Mm. And then another thing I was keeping in mind is that Pluto is in Capricorn. And Pluto's been in Capricorn since, I think, 2008. Capricorn and Cancer oppose. So anytime the sun is in Cancer, like it has been for the last four weeks, the sun is butting heads with Pluto. And that just makes for even extra tension and extra insecurity and extra just bleh. So um, that's a part of it, too. Anytime we're dealing with Cancer, we're also dealing with this Pluto opposition. And we'll continue to be dealing with that you know, anytime we're in Cancer for the next few years. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, that explains a lot for me. What about you, Laura? Does that does that like check out with kind of what you've been feeling? Yeah. I mean, are we supposed to then, Chris, like, is there sort of a lift or some light now that Leo is here? Mm. I think so. If if nothing else with Leo season, we're going to get some bravado back just within ourselves. We're going to get a little um, more charisma back a little self-confidence where it's like i can tackle this stuff i think when we're in cancer we're feeling everything we don't quite know how to articulate it though cancer Mm. isn't known for their verbal communication necessarily i mean there's plenty of cancers who are great at articulating and and can use their words and then you have tom cruise who just shouts at everyone yeah Yeah. but then we see someone like tom cruise who has you know this these explosive episodes here and there it's like well i understand he's got all these complex feelings inside of him he doesn't quite know how to articulate them and then eventually they just come out in this burst in this blast uh same with elon musk with twitter right like he also has that issue with communication yeah but again just for me experiencing cancer season recently and being reminded of how just uncertain and how overwhelmed you can feel by all these feelings bombarding you from every side. It's like, ah, I get it, why it kind of comes out like that sometimes. But with Leo, I feel it's like, okay, we we feel the feels, and now we can kind of articulate them or work with them a little bit more. And then sometimes with Leo, we go over the top because Leo is theater, Leo Leo is drama. So sometimes we overdo it, Mm -hmm. but then we get into Virgo, and Virgo takes the more logical, rational approach and says, all right, we're feeling stuff in Cancer. 
we kind of overshot it in Leo, and now let's just take it down a notch, and let's just work with logical stuff and rational thought and, and work with this stuff and implement it into our day and move forward. Mm. Something that like so that. makes so much sense to me with, like, the scheme of the year. Like, I never actually associated the months with um, the signs of the Zodiac and how we go through them because that is the start of the school year with Virgo. Yeah. So, us teachers that are still in that um schedule it's like oh we can finally just organize our thoughts and get everything you know together mm. for the next year that's yeah. such a good point yeah that's right yeah virgo and, and the start of the school year uh correspond and that makes sense because then you're getting back into routine virgo is all about routine virgo loves the routines they want to do the same thing day after day after day no surprises uh, and it's discipline, you know, mm-hmm. and it's and it's good for that. It's because um, it, Virgo is cerebral. It's ruled by Mercury. It's interested in learning, and uh, and all that fun stuff. Yeah. My question for you guys is, what's your favorite month of the year? Like, because Ooh. for me, mine is May, and I love it for multiple reasons. Now that I'm realizing it corresponds to signs, because I love Taurus. It's my moon sign, mm. but I also have a Gemini rising, like. Almi and yes that's the end of May and I feel like overall I've just always loved May because of the spring and and rebirth but I think it also corresponds to like your your favorite signs I never realized that before so what is your favorite month I think May is a really good pick for me as well, mostly because, you know, I'm all about the weather and temperature more than I am about anything else. I find that I am so grumpy if it's too hot. So I like May for those reasons, in addition to the astrological reasons, of course. I also got to say, it's hard for me not to say October because that's my birthday month, but there's also Halloween. I also really love that you can start to see a shift into a different season. But I got to say, either October or May. May is a good one. What about you? Yeah, those are great months for sure. I guess for me, I usually do pretty well in February. Oh. Uh, I know that's not necessarily known to be a warm month, but I'm a Sagittarius, but my Sagittarius son is in the 11th house, and the 11th house is ruled by Aquarius. And I just find, and also my Venus, my Venus is kind of right in between Capricorn and Aquarius. It's mm. technically in Capricorn, but it's got a little Aquarius energy to it as well. And I find that as an actor, I tend to be more attractive in February. There's a more likelihood I'm going to book an acting job. Really? <laughs> so I love wow. it for that. And just in general, I just feel uh, a detachment. There's this detachment in the air that, of course, the Aquarius air energy brings. And I just feel as a Sagittarius, I can just really thrive really well during Aquarius. For whatever reason, I feel people take themselves a little less seriously. There's a little more emphasis on humor. I find my jokes land a little easier in February. And I don't have to struggle as much as other times of the year. So I go with February for me personally. But uh, like Laura said at the top, I think, yeah, kind of where your moon is, you might find that those are the months that you enjoy. Uh, Like I have a Gemini moon and I like June. I like June quite a bit. Mm. I feel comfortable in June. I have good memories. And And on the flip side, December, which, you know, is Sagittarius. And when my birthday is, you would think I would love December, but I... I, I always find December to be a little bit challenging. Yeah, you do. Because it does oppose my moon. Uh, yeah. Sagittarius opposes oh. my Gemini moon. Even though the sun is shining on me, technically, I always feel a little bit lost during Sag for whatever reason. 
Not as bad as I feel lost during cancer, that's for sure. Yeah. But I, I don't feel at ease, I guess I should say. So. That was a great that, question. What you're saying that has to do with like your opposing sun and moon. That's really interesting that you're more inclined to go towards your moon sign. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I think as long as the moon is happy, your moon, that emotionally you're going to be feeling empowered to deal with stuff. Like you're still going to have problems. You're still going to have struggles. But when the moon is happy, at least emotionally, it's like you feel like you can deal with it. You're like, okay, I got this. Whereas when your moon is not being supported, you can just be like, oh, my God, I feel so alone and scared and all that fun stuff. Um, so I think, yeah, that's why I watch the moon so much. That's why I talk about the moon so much in our mm. podcast. Where's the moon? What sign is it in today? Um, so that's my guide. Like if the moon is in a sign during the week where it's not going to work well for me personally, those are the days I try to avoid conflict or I try to avoid p- pushing the issue. And I'm like, can I give it a couple days until the moon gets into a more favorable position for me and then make my move? You know, that kind of stuff, mm. the, that kind of strategy. So. Laura, do you have any more questions for us or anything that you would like us to know or our listeners to know? So many things. <laughs> I can't think of any of them right now, and I feel like I've taken up too much. No, time this, already, so. no, please, this has been great. You know, we really appreciate your support, um, not just in listening to yeah, our podcast, but in the enthusiasm, because yes. we find this stuff really interesting. And it's, um, it's not often that we really get to like sit down and talk about it with other people. You know, it's usually just us in here. Yeah. Um, yeah so and our cat. Talking back to you on the podcast, but you can't really hear us. So. <laughs> um, I, I share in the enthusiasm. I'm so proud of you guys. Aww. I think this is awesome. And um, I just, yeah, I'm excited and humbled to be your first guest. And I think, you know, hopefully you'll continue having more zodiac signs on your podcast and uh capricorn just being the first in the roman, <laughs> roman calendar right that makes sense you can go yeah there. yes totally. good point uh, yeah thank you guys both for having me on i appreciate it anytime thank you yeah thank you for all yeah. the support and uh take care and uh have fun out there being a capricorn and uh yay leo season yeah happy leo season take more selfies that's right <laughs> yes get those selfies and uh we will talk to you soon all right see you later bye laura okay. thanks bye so that concludes our interview with laura corman thanks again laura and thank you all for listening we love you have a good week and hang on to your butts and now Elmy's going to take us out with a few deep breaths so get comfortable you can close your eyes if you like you can leave them open however you feel most relaxed And let's all together take a nice, slow, deep breath in. And then slowly release through the mouth. All right, let's take another one just like that. Remember, nice, slow, deep breath in. And slow release. Last one, take another slow, deep breath in. and slowly release all right and as usual use this moment to kind of stretch out release any tension in your forehead in your jaw in your shoulders and thank you again for listening we so appreciate your support and we hope you have a wonderful week